This is Talk of the Rift. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new edition of Talk of the Rift, the esports podcast centered around League of Legends that I do with my friends Logan and Koobs. My name is Eli. I am the host of the show, mostly because I'm the one that has the most time to look up stuff. Uh, guys, we're we're back. This is going to be episode, what is it, 72. This is going up on January 20th, not the 21st, because the LCS is moving up a couple of days. Yeah, up a couple of days. We're going to move the upload schedule up, so you should get these on Thursday mornings instead of Friday, so you have an opportunity to listen to it before the games actually start. Gentlemen, how are we doing? How are we feeling? What's going on? Good. Yeah, doing good. Halfway through the week. Halfway through the week. We record on Wednesdays. And it always kind of feels like the weekend is right there whenever we're recording. It's like you get to two more days of work and you're done. You know? That that that's a good feeling for us. Um we didn't do Iron Facts last week. I try not to do Iron Facts when we have like a, a week break between episodes. Do you have any Iron Facts from last week at all? No. I don't have any for this week either. Uh, well, okay, I guess that's what I mean, but if you had any at all, uh, that means we got everything right. So yeah, don't think too hard about it. Uh, (laughs) unless you actually do think we did something wrong, then let us know. Um, can I complain about something before we get into the meat of this podcast? Sure. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, so today, uh, paid the internet bill and it's, it's a little bit more expensive than I'd like month to month. So I went into I'll I'll say it we have Spectrum Internet which is Charter's Spectrum. You have the 400 or the 200? 500. So it was 500. It was 400 and then I got an email a couple of weeks ago saying they upgraded it to 500 for free and then I got another email saying the exact same thing yesterday. But so now the the tier below us is like 350 or 250 and it's much cheaper. So I was looking at downgrading the internet cuz I don't really need 500, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to spend like $100 a month on internet. And Charter's website makes it fucking impossible to oh, yeah. look at the price point or downgrade your internet. You have to call them or go in. You can't do it online. And it's so annoying. I know why they do it. They want you to, to, to be lazy and say, well, I'm just not going to deal with it and we'll keep the internet, whatever. They don't want you to downgrade. You can go up. You can upgrade right away. It's like two clicks away. You can upgrade. So easy downgrading is a problem i got so mad about it i started looking at alternate internet options and uh you know if charter is not careful they might be replaced on here in a little bit but i'm just I, uh, I, I just wanted to complain about how hard it is to get anything done with like isps or whatever because they don't want you to downgrade you're gonna keep you got you know gotta keep giving us money even though it's gonna be more and more expensive i'm annoyed i just uh i'm with you completely I just did a speed test. I get 560 gigabytes per second or megabytes per second. Jesus Christ. Gigabytes Five, per second would be insane. <laughs> yeah. 560 megabytes. Damn. I had no idea they upgraded the internet. <laughs> That's yep. insane. Yeah. They, they I upgraded they all told of me. them. Uh, so yeah, I wonder, I might, I might downgrade as well though, actually, because if the 200 is like 250 now or something, then that's all I need. Right. I see right. both got to deal with that. I know it's, it's so annoying. Uh, but when I looked at the alternate ones, there's a, a fiber optic company. I think it's called yeah. Fidium. 
Um, it's yeah. base. It, it is consolidated communications who I've had before. Their fiber was flawless when I had it before. And they offer, they're like moving in. They're planning on putting in like fiber optic yeah. lines around my house. They offer gig internet for $20 cheaper than what I'm currently pay- paying. That's just for the first year. Uh, it, it jacks up right hard now. after the first year. Oh, so after actually. the first year, it goes up to $95, which yeah. is $5 less than what I'm currently paying for <laughs> twice. You pay year. $100? Yes. Damn. It's. I, I pay. Logan, do you pay? I'm sure trying not? not to pay $100. I mean, technically, I pay 50 because I live with my brother. I'll check my that. bill, but I pay 80 Yeah. A personal financing podcast. And <laughs> yeah. If you got internet problems, um, the only thing I can think of. It, well, and when I looked at like new customers at this location, it they won't tell you what the full price is. They'll tell you what the promo rate is, but they won't tell you like after your year or two years of this price, it goes up to some number that you'll find out then, I guess. That's so annoying. Uh, but All right, 85. They, I paid 85. 85. Yeah. They called me at one point late last year, and it was a day that I was just not having any BS. And I was already annoyed that Spectrum was calling me and they told me it was an offer. And I've heard a million offers from Spectrum. And they're always like, if you bundle with TV or get a phone line or whatever, it's only $20 more a month. I was like, I just don't want to deal with it. So right away, I was like, listen, dude, I I don't want the thing that you're selling. He's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm good. He goes, okay. And he hangs up. And now I'm wondering if maybe they were going to offer me a different package that was going to be less money. I don't know. Little, little not happy about it, but here we are. Um, that anyway. That's I just wanted to complain about internet for a second. Absolutely. Something we don't have to complain about. Well, we could still complain about it, but complaining got us this far. Uh, Riot has announced that the LCS will be starting two hours later than they had initially told us on Thursdays and Fridays. So instead of starting at noon Pacific, it will be 2 p.m. Pacific. Ooh. I believe we called this a couple podcasts ago. I, we I figured can't it would remember. Be, I think so. I was, like, I was like, I bet you at some point they're going to push it back like yeah, we, two hours. We figured, though, that they would like wait a couple weeks. You That's know, true. That they would, they they, that they'd faster. actually try they did, it. They did do it faster than anticipated. But. Right. Um. So so we get that. That means for us, we're in the central time zone. Uh, it'll start at four, which conveniently is the time that me and Logan both get off work. I don't know how that works for you, Coops, but... Yeah, it depends um, on the day. Yeah. So at the very least, we'll be able to watch those. The only shitty part is, Logan, you're a Cloud9 fan. You're not going to be able to watch the entirety of uh, like Cloud9 games because you'll be commuting unless that's the start of the broadcast, but I'm pretty sure that's the start time for the game, right? It's four or yeah. Yeah. Which cloud nine plays. What did we find out? They play f- at, at the current schedule. Cloud nine plays first eight of 18 days. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, riot said that they're going to try this and then they've noted the scheduling concerns with teams playing in certain time slots a lot. So after a few weeks, they're going to look at changing some of those time slots. So maybe Cloud9 will play later in the day, mostly because they no longer know what their highest um, not interaction viewership uh, point is going to be. They were anticipating that being at the start of the broadcast. That's why the best teams were playing first. Now we're looking at a window where maybe the best teams will play at 
six o'clock or whatever, you know, and that's based on, they have numbers saying that 70% of North American LCS fans uh, are on the East, East Coast. Coast. I, I, did you, did you sense me looking at a compass rose in my brain to make sure I didn't say the wrong coast? You were just like stuttering a little bit. Yeah. So I was just helping your processing power. Right. You were correct to do that because for a second I wasn't sure. Uh, when I actually when I wrote these notes, I wrote uh, I, I didn't write Pacific. I wrote two p.m. Eastern. I went wait, wait wait no I did this wrong already. Fix this one now. Um, yeah. So I guess the the big question is, um, is this enough? We're getting a little bit right. It's giving us a little bit back. And to be fair to them, you're still playing five games a day. So starting at four for us means the last game is going to end at like 10 o'clock, 930, 10 o'clock, something like that. So that's still uh, a nine. pretty late day. Uh, I think before it felt like they were sacrificing the whole LCS, where now it feels like they're just sacrificing the West Coast. So I feel like this is definitely a more tolerable situation. Sure. Um, like obviously it still sucks for the West coast, but, um, when I was looking up the, I was looking it up like on Google and it's like 86% or 80% of like the entirety of the United States lives in central and Eastern U S like it's just way more people live here. So like, obviously, obviously the play is to cater to this half of the country. Um, like I wish we could cater to everybody, but I understand it's easy for me to say because I'm being semi catered to, but right. Um, but like I said before, I'm I'm always okay with being like the minority, like in the situation. But it felt like everybody was, and now it definitely doesn't feel that way anymore, which is really nice. Yep, so that's awesome. Yep. Um. So we're 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 liking that we're getting that at least bit of good news. Um. They've also they've made a lot of announcements in the past like week ish. And I've personally noticed a lot of the frustration and anger that would get directed at like game devs on Twitter about this subside quite a bit since this announcement, which to be fair, initially it was never warranted to go towards them anyway, because they don't make those decisions, but people are dumb and whatever. They just want to yell at something. So we'll call that a win. What we will call a loss is there are some visa issues for some of the teams. So we're not oh, going to have four rosters week, week one. Hold up. There's still a couple of things to talk about with the time change stuff. Okay, go ahead. For the people that have not watched the video that Travis did with the heads of the LCS, it's just like... Oh, I have that oh. note later, later on the docket. It was supposed to go next to that. You're right. Go ahead. Sorry. That's all good. There's a couple things that have like note that I wrote down here just to mm-hmm. keep in mind. Let's see here. The first up is just that they so they like addressed a lot of just like key talking points that the entirety of Reddit has been saying recently. Of course, a lot of what they responded with was PR answers, of course, and hand waving, but some of it wasn't. So the stuff that wasn't, this is it. Um, The LCS is not dying. Of course, they're going to say that, but they have obviously lower viewership than they want. Um, There are no budget cuts. In fact, they're investing more into the LCS this year than they ever have. I think they said it was 50% more than since 2018 or something like that. 
notable that they're specifying investing more into the LCS instead of just League of Legends? Because we talked about that either last week or a few weeks ago. LCS has still has 10 sponsorships, they said, which is very interesting because two things of note. Uh, one, they released an article today about the start of the year and they like welcomed all their sponsors and they only listed seven. So there's three sponsors that they have not named. Do you have the list of the seven or no? No, it's like it, it's Grubhub and Secret Lab and it was all the normal ones. I'll um, see if I can find it while you're talking. I can't remember who there was one new one that I didn't recognize that I was like, oh, that that's definitely new. Uh, there are and Verizon was one. I think that was the biggest one that they still had. There's two that are absent, though, and we kind of knew this before, but Bud Light and, also, and uh, State Farm were not mentioned. And in, the, in a previous article that they released about co-streaming, they had a list at the bottom of the co-streaming about these are products that you were not allowed to um, talk about during your stream. And it was like a energy drink, a monitor, a headset, you know, like you can't shout out your own sponsors if they are these if they are tied to this product line uh but they did not list insurance and alcohol so my guess is they don't have those sponsors anymore um and tied with that uh the european uh, lec i guess they still are um i believe they changed the minimum age to play in the lec from 17 uh, to no, 18 that was not true that, that was, was not true. An incorrect draft that made it through. Uh, the commissioner stated that they had been talking about it, uh, but that it's not something that's going through this year. Oh, okay. Well, what I was going to say is that it in Europe the age to drink is eighteen, so people were thinking that maybe they were getting a beer sponsorship, and maybe it would be Bud Light. But I don't know how well Bud Light travels internationally. Go ahead. Uh, not well. We looked that up uh, like two I, podcasts ago. Yeah, I I imagined it wouldn't be. Um, they've hired a new social media person. So someone got fired. Uh, and, um, oh, and then I have like a little personal note here. Oh, I got, oh, sorry. There's another note. Uh, Pacer Chime actually is the head of content for the LCS. So he's still in the scene, which is cool. He's just like going to be an ideas guy. Sounds like a promotion. Yeah. There is actually a job title where you're an ideas guy. They created it for the split. They have like a, they call it a strike team, but they literally have a dedicated like three people. I think it was like three or five people that their job solely is just to come up with ideas that they can do for content for the year. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently, because they said that last split, um, a lot of the content, they did a lot of like testing last split about what this split will be. Um, and they said that all the content that they came up with was like 90% of it was pastries ideas. So they wow. just kept him as like the content guy then. So that's cool. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. They've completely revamped the studio, um, which you can see if you watch the boomers versus zoomers thing. Um, and it looks cool, but we'll see. I think they said they have like three, they've created like three different places for casters to be. And they've also created a, um, a pod, a, a co-streaming like pod, so like co-streamers can be in the building. Oh, at the event, that's kind of cool. Like at the event, yeah. And then I'm guessing then they're planning to do like live interactions with the co-streamers. Then, yeah, yeah. Like ones. in Rocket League, they they do that a lot. Yeah, uh, it's it's super cool. Like after matches and like like a little like probably like not like directly after the matches a lot of times, but they'll be like, oh, what's up? Here's you know this 
star player and then they like talk yeah. about him a little bit and joke around and stuff i imagine uh it's similar to how you would see those setups at worlds um with different yeah. regions broadcasters yeah. is probably the same thing yeah um and then so uh, a couple things that i know that there's just like a personal note slash things they said um so travis asked them like the elephant in the room uh, basically, he was like, so your initial changes were because you wanted to increase viewership. You were now backpedaling some of those changes. Like, you're not, obviously, like, we're not starting at 7 p.m. You know, we're starting at 2 p.m. Western still. So he's like, so you are basically saying that you're going to have less viewership than you want. And they said, yes, we are doing this to make NA fans happy. And because of this, we will have a smaller viewership than what we planned for. But they said that that's just the way that they're going to do it. Because um, they said that's more important. Uh, but to combat this, they said, the way that they hope to get around this issue is that they are going to go all in on co-streaming. So they're going to have more people co-streaming the LCS. They're going to do... Um, they're going to get co-streamers from outside the LCS. So like European, Spanish, etc., different languages for co-streaming. Um, so that'll be a pretty big deal, which I actually think is definitely the right play. Like try to get, I think you're probably, I think you're more likely to get European viewers. If the European viewers are watching like the Bal Balfs or whoever, you get Mr. Beast to co-stream once you're like set. For yeah. The year, right. Like, right. <laughs> That and instead has of just more being like we're only than I knew were diamond play buttons. Right. Yeah. And instead of just being like we only have these five co-streamers, it's like, no, get like twenty or thirty in there and just let people do that. You know, obviously like they're gonna have to have a very tight hold on what the co-streamers say and do and things like that. So it's not all over the place. And I imagine they found a way to monetize it. Maybe I don't know, maybe the co-streamers have to do sponsor reads or something, but either yeah, way, side, it's side pretty bar. sweet. Sidebar. Yeah. The, going with the Mr. Beast angle for a second, tinfoil hat time gives him some leverage on getting a team in the LCS. Good. If he knows how much he can help out the viewership. That's true. Although I imagine that got would very, be... very tinfoil hat just based yeah. on that he has expressed interest in the past. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then my last note here, something that I just thought about. Uh, is that I think that this proves that the data that Riot had about European fans uh, was not as large as what the affected North American fans was. Obviously, Wait, they said they take a viewership. Again? They uh, said they yeah, take a viewership but... hit on this. But what I'm saying is, is like if you put this into small numbers, let's say you had like a hundred, you know, viewership, they basically thought that well, we'll lose 25 NA viewers, but we'll gain 75 European. So, like, yeah. it's a win. Clearly, it was way more than what they thought. that they, they lost more than they thought they were going to before it even started at that point. What do you mean they lost more? Like, they lost like, more. Like North, they realized that there's more North American fans that instead of, like, at work watching on their phone, just said, fuck it, I'm not watching. They, like, they, they got more of that than they thought they would. Oh, because, okay. because I, mean, I think you're being a little tinfoil hatty now. I... I mean, like a little bit, but because, like I said, they admitted, like, yeah, we'll take a viewership hit, viewership hit by doing this, but it's not like they're trying to make twenty people happy. You know, I, they, I, rea I they realize that, that there's a larger chunk of people that were pissed off by this than what they thought. I, I think their reasoning makes enough sense that there doesn't necessarily mean there's like another piece of it too. You know what I mean? 
Sure. Well, but what I'm what I'm getting at though is that like they they knew that people would be unhappy with this. Like they didn't think that the literal 100% of North America would be like, this is great. I oh, can't wait. Oh, I see they knew saying. that people were going to be mad. Yeah, okay, okay, so if okay, they okay, were okay. like, oh, well, we know that 25 people are going to make are going to be mad. We're okay with that. No, 50 people got mad. And then it's I like, mean, oh shit. Like right, we another another tinfoil hat. Yeah. They knew that the whole time, so they had this yeah. fake time of a twelve start, even though their whole real time was going to be this. But this way, they could right. be like, "We're we're listening to you guys." I yeah. I don't think it's that extreme, I but even, I I do think that, that they knew. I think they were aware that, that this was going to have to maybe happen. Yeah, you know, think, like they you know, definitely I, I had Plan B cool. button ready to push the whole time, just to see. Yeah. Yep. No, I I, I can agree to that. It does kind of suck that they have to come back and then say, "Well." we realized that NA fans are more important than international mm-hmm. fans. Like how is that not your baseline thought that the right. fans of the region you are broadcasting are the people you are broadcasting to? I, I don't, uh, well, that I mean, feels part of really out of is. touch to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but part of it's the data they see every day, right? I guess. The, and then a league of legends is the like not, not growing or, or it is the second big, most uh, profitable league out of all the leagues, the profitable, yeah, but from like a viewer, and viewership it is standpoint. the fourth highest viewership, sometimes fifth. Yeah, that's. that's I'm guessing. Low. I'm guessing the fifth is when Brazil, uh, pops in. Yeah, so so uh, that's that's the that's the low number they see there for that. Sure, and I'm not a numbers guy, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out my ass, but <laughs> yeah, I mean we're speculating for sure. Yeah, um, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll take that as a win anyway um yeah i do at some level it doesn't matter how you got there just that you got there i get to watch the lcs now i'm happy yeah it's a win for me i have to wait until like 10 o'clock to watch my team but you know it's fine it's fine we'll be we'll we'll get there yeah plenty of time at least yeah um so was that the that was the travis gafford interview what how does that differ from the information on the the lcs news video you posted in our group chat Um, that is just travis having a conversation with the head of creative direction or creative director for the lcs and that guy was just talking about all the changes coming to lcs some of the notes that i said were from that video as well it was kind of a back and forth thing that i went sure like he was the one that that said like oh we're doing more co-streaming and we're gonna we have like a co-streaming pod and our and our shoutcasters have like three different places to cast from depending on what kind of cast we're doing. And we don't have an analyst desk anymore. We have, you know, we're going to have more like content pieces to analyze games and stuff like that. So, right. Okay. Um, if, if you have not watched it, I would recommend you go watch it. Cause there's a lot of things that I didn't cover and there's a lot of cool information in there about the kind of content you'll expect to see this next right. year. So it all sounds really cool and promising. So it should be a pretty banger year for LCS. I will probably watch it now. I try not to watch some of the stuff that you post in our group chat because then I can come at it from the perspective of somebody who doesn't know what it extrapolates into. And then when you're telling people, it's like somebody, you know, also I'm lazy and didn't want to watch it. Um, So like I said before, uh, LCS also announced that some certain teams are having visa issues. I don't know how many teams this affects. For sure, it's affecting FlyQuest. Um, And in the post where that was announced, they specifically said some teams, like probably two or three. Um, so that sucks, but uh, it happens every year. It's basically to be expected. So yeah, we so know was, that. Go ahead. I said it was it was Oceana, right? That's like the biggest problem. 
I don't know that much about it, but I would assume so. Yeah, Australia is the biggest issue. Right. Because they've ever since the, the initial like lockdown for COVID, it has been a lot of work to go to work in and out of Australia. Um yeah. so Ayla won't be on FlatQuest roster for week one. Uh they will be replaced by Winsome. I'm sure it's gonna be fine. Um I don't know. It it sucks, but eh, it is what it is. I think Winsome's good enough. Yeah. Uh, he won. Uh, he went to uh, ERLs and played for Unicorns of Love, and they won. What so are he was uh, supposed ERLs? to go to? He was supposed to go to Worlds, but UOL is a Russian team, so they weren't mm. invited at that oh. time. That's why there was um, one of the like groups at Worlds was one less team because right. UOL wasn't there. So yeah. Uh, on top of this, uh, Ryan has announced their on-air talent for the spring split. Um, and on that list are Azale, Captain Flowers, Emily Rand, Jack, Kobe, Latigris, Mark Z, Rafa, and Raz. Rafa's probably Rafa. the only name you're not familiar with, uh, average listener. Um, he is somebody, he's been casting for about five years now, and he has cast League of Legends at pretty much every possible level in the last five years, including uh, the 2022 Wild Rift World Finals. So he's going to be a really is big where guy. Academy is where most people will know him from right. in the League of Legends scene. Everybody that I have seen mention anything about Rafa on Twitter seems to think he's one of the best in the business, and we just don't know him yet. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, seems just like a really nice dude. Yeah. And he can play guitar and he played Silver Scrapes on broadcast one time. So look forward to look forward to that. Um what else we got this week? We got uh oh, Ryan August uh shared some information about the Jax VFX changes they're going to make uh to make it feel less bad to play the champion because some of the animations were not synced up at all. And they were synced up in opposite directions, so it wasn't even consistent. And it looked terrible. Um, he mentioned that some of the... Let's see. He, I'll just read the tweet. So the update shipped missing some VFX and sound effects and animation details. This was partially due to some bugs that slipped in, but also because we straight up missed a few things. Sorry about that. We've been reading feedback posts and are working to get things fixed for next patch. So if you saw the Jax changes and you did not like what you saw... Uh, check back in uh, soon. About a week. Yeah, probably about a week. Um, August is also working on KL changes, so expect those to come down the pipeline at some point. We already did the the that note. We, you you covered that, Logan. Uh, well, the one that I'm reading that I didn't say out loud. Um. Oh, we got a statement from Gen G Arnold, who is the CEO of Gen G. Um, which I know this isn't NA, but I, I think it's related. And this was on a Reddit AMA, and I don't know what the question was. I didn't go look that up, but I've got his statement. Um, uh, says, I'm extremely concerned. I've been saying the esports winter is coming, but even I didn't think it would be it would be this cold. Now I've changed my whole forecast, and I think 30% of esports teams worldwide won't make it the next two years. Leagues that rely only on sponsorships, media won't make it to what I think will be the future of esports. Without publishers finding an ROI positive way to create digital revenue opportunities, 
for example, skins for league teams. Esports is just an unprofitable market, uh, marketing cost center for the game. Uh, he goes on to talk about how that relates to like LCK and L- LPL and LCS. But I think what's interesting is we're already kind of seeing it this year with the LCS broadcast. They, they dropped a couple of sponsors and it's not just FTX. Obviously, FTX is the big one, but that's that's a separate issue. Um, are these sponsorships getting what they need out of it? And how does this relate to the LCS changes? If Riot was really putting a premium on raw viewership numbers as opposed to North America viewership, it's entirely possible that they're what information they have sees this farther out and they're trying to mitigate that right away. Maybe I'm, I'm not really sure, but that's something to keep an eye on uh, as we move forward in the next couple of years with esports in general. But I think specifically with league of legends, this ties into salary inflation. This ties into, you know, broadcast rights. There just might not be enough money to justify the opportunity cost the that we're getting so my whole thing with this is maybe expect some things in broadcast and viewership to decline a little bit just a small regression you're certainly going to see player contracts roll back uh, a bit we've already seen that i kind of hope it's just you know smoke on the horizon and we won't have to worry about it but it is possible it's going to be an issue did did you guys read this at all when i when i posted it by the way do you have any Mm -hmm. thoughts on it I think that, well, okay, first off, I am not a esports business person, so my opinion is probably incorrect, but None I'm going to say it anyway, because uh, obviously the owner, there's owner, right, or CEO uh, of CEO. Yep. so obviously the CEO of Genji knows more about the situation than I do, so me telling him he's an idiot is not correct. Uh, I think that on the LCS side of things, the good news is, is that the LCS, like, the owner's collectively clearly saw a problem with profit mm-hmm. and they all unanimous unanimously maybe not necessarily got into a room and agreed on this but all spent less did they spend nothing no but did all salaries in the lcs get dialed back to reality yes yes they did um probably with just a few minor exceptions um uh what's the lck Mm-hmm. their salaries have not gone down. They just went up again. Um, so obviously there's more to it than just how much you pay your players, but I don't think that the LCS, like the teams are going to collapse in two years because of money reasons. Yeah, he, I think, I think to, that he has to be talking about a ways out. He has to be right. I, but he says like two years and I don't think like in, in two oh, years, he actually, I don't, I don't remember, he, he did say, yeah, I don't 30% think in two of years, esports teams won't make it. Yeah, the next and he's year. saying oh, esports well, teams. I mean, he's not saying like League of Legends like teams. So like I, I, I just mean, find it really sense, hard to believe though. that 30% of esports teams are just gonna cease to exist in two years. They're just gonna be like, I'm out. No, and, I I, th- I think that's fair because like this he's not talking about like the TSMs or the C9s of the world. Yeah, well, right. He's right? talking he's, about the he's smaller, talking about the smaller sure. Russian teams and, and the because because of how expensive it actually is to like have and maintain a team before you can actually like make it and like you pretty much have to like go through the ladder over like over in Europe and like Russia there is basically what you have to do, right? 
Yeah, teams like so. Carmine Core and KOI have to play up, and I think KOI is in the LEC this year. But they've been they're like a, so they're not like years? in. They're like a they're like they they pay half of the fee and they get to use their name, but it's still Rogue Spot. I mean, it's, oh, it's basically okay. weird. That's it's a weird deal. All the all the mom and pops, you know, orgs are like doomed. Is basically I I, I don't think that's like a completely irrational thing. Sure. Because I think it, it if unless you're like backed by money, like you need to have some to sink, because you're you're not making a profit for a while if you just like if you try to start one. Yeah. And I'm like, and right. you're not seeing you're not seeing like profit for a a minute. Either that or it, this is one of the next things that he talks about is the average player cost in the LCK has gotten higher than even the LPL and the LCS, and every year. LCK has been number one or number two in sponsorships, but it's not even close to enough to cover player costs. So these like mom and pop organizations, like what you're talking about, if they want to be successful financially, they kind of have to be successful in the game and they can't afford to pay the players to make them successful. And I think that's what he's getting at. Um, yeah. Just from like a, like a round of, like but, we but can't th- afford to pick like, up a Jensen or uh, a reckless or whatever. Uh, I don't think that part of it, I think if, if that happens, like how much does that actually affect like the ones that we care about to say it, frankly, um, you know what I mean? Like not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't I affect the not. LCS at all. Well, except for like, I mean, not. I mean a, a developing talent standpoint maybe, but I, this could be part of the reason why Dignitas was shopping to sell their slot because they don't feel like. Well, oh, it definitely. I, is. I think I think it's still expensive. Like that's why FlyQuest was shopping was unsuccessful, like a, oh, and then yeah. somebody just had to buy the org for the guy to get out. You know, right? I don't think it's all like fun and games right now as an organization in the league. No, like I think there's. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of valid concerns, but I, I don't think it's two years close to, you know, as far as Doomsday is coming. Two years does feel like a very small amount of time. Especially, I just think didn't they also break records again this last world viewer, like viewership? Yeah, yeah, world for sure. And so, and you mentioned like, like sponsorships, Eli, and like yeah, I, this is obviously probably a different situation, but it's just an example I can think of. Is that like yeah, does State Farm maybe realize that like yeah, we're not really getting a lot of people that are buying insurance because we sponsor the LCS? That's probably true. You know that yeah. is kind of a weird sponsorship when you think about it. But Alienware and Razor and Corsair like they will always sponsor esports. Like that's definitely beneficial for them to do that. You know, monitor companies and chairs and mice, all of it. It's all, those are all products that gamers will buy definitely because of sponsorships. Yeah. You know, and, Oh and my, I, the pro teams of league of legends use, um, I don't even know. Fuck alienware monitors. Like, Oh, I, I need a 24 inch alienware with 144 Hertz. Cause that's what pros use. You know, hundred percent people do that all the time. That's why and I bought my, that's BenQ no different than that I've got on the side of my yeah, main monitor. I, I have a BenQ right now by Zowie because that was a sponsorship of the LCS when I bought it. I was like, okay, I know nothing about monitors. I'll buy that. People yep. buy Nike shoes and gloves because that's what, or Adidas. Cause that's where they wear in the NFL, whatever the hell they wear now. But you know, that a hundred percent. You know, yeah, but so but it's just sure. it's just realizing what sponsor. It's just learning about what sponsorships work and which ones don't, and yep, going off of that. Yeah, and I mean for sure, like the, you're, I mean you're what you're. We're not trying to like, disagree with the because player salaries are going down for sure. I mean they've they've yeah. been inflated. They, they've, yeah, they've been, we all know, knew they were overinflated we all, for years, and so they're they're coming down now. And and yeah, that's that's a you know you never want to see it, I guess, right? But 
it had to happen. Well, right. but I'd I also healthier, but I, but like I don't think like player salaries are like coming down. Like that's I think that's a bad yeah. thing. But I think the important thing to remember is it's not like all players are now getting paid minimum in the LCS. Like they're all still making six they're figures. All, yeah, it's they're just they're not making, making millions. You know, there's not and as I think many all, people yeah, making millions. Not as many people making millions. You know, it's more of like a little no return. Which yeah. they, honestly <laughs> imports to NA. <laughs> they probably shouldn't be making millions in this industry where they're not generating like at least not yet, right? I think the player cut of revenue in esports is higher than pretty much any other commercial industry, right? Like maybe besides maybe these ludicrous supermax contracts in the NBA. What are you I, asking I, right now? I oh, like the the amount of income that goes into uh like esports versus like football versus basketball versus baseball the players for the last few years have been getting i feel like a larger percent of that than those other like actual sports with the exception of maybe like a supermax contract in the nba yeah i think maybe but i think it's yeah. weird though because there's not a salary cap right cuz like salary caps were a lot or they're uh set by like how much money is being brought in by the league sure there's like, there's like a direct correlation with those and so you can like depending on how the league does you, you like pretty much know about what percentage is going to the players okay uh where you we don't have that in league and we have no idea how much money is actually like circulating like through and maybe that's part of the problem is it's not transparent yeah yeah i, I think i think at least from our standpoint absolutely right um i did not find that post about what the 2023 sponsors are, but I did find an interesting uh, statistic. This is on eSports charts. It's, it's ESCharts.com. And they tracked how often people typed the names of brands uh, in chat. FTX was obviously <laughs> yeah. way bigger. Um, but then it was like Red Bull, then Bud Light, then State Farm, then Grubhub, Rockcat, Verizon, and then there's a big gap, and then it's MasterCard and Prime Gaming. So I don't know how much that reflects what, how much these people interact outside of yeah, it's uh, the broadcast. It is, but it's, who knows? Maybe sponsorships care about that. It Right. It could be. So the fact that we say Bud Light's not a sponsor anymore, they were the third most mentioned one. Now, is that because it was a Bud Light ace and everyone would say Bud Light ace? probably that was okay real talk real talk though that was my favorite sponsorship the bud light is the best yeah the bud light ace man like it's the best it's so smooth like keystone i also like i also (laughs) to be fair i also like that um like the term baron power play like definitely came about because of sponsorships and i love that the concept of like a power play play in in league of legends so yeah um anyway yeah so that 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 kind of covers that uh ties in a little bit with what we've been talking about um a few other things to talk about this week uh i'm gonna say goodnight so just keep talking but i'll be silent for a minute okay uh then we'll skip that for just a second because that was mostly logan related (laughs) um riot employee tim truexy jiang i think he's just right his handle isn't like riot truexy so i'm not really sure but he posted fighter changes and explained the goals I'm not going to read all the changes because that's kind of like a patch notes thing. Um, but I will read kind of the intention with the with the fighter changes coming up in 13.2. Uh, I think this is in 13.2. Does he actually say? 
Um, thirteen two is what ADC oh, changes. Th- these are fighter item, fight item changes that are that are hitting oh, the, the really? PBE right now. Uh, so he said the overall goal is tackling the nebulous fighter frustration. Fighters as a class will inherently always feel hard to play versus with dashes sustained and one v three power. But we think recent changes leave a lot of improvements on the table. First, sustain. We're moving a lot of Omnivamp over to Lifesteal and compensating if needed. Lifesteal has the luxury of scaling with auto attack damage, linearly with auto attack damage and spiking with crit, where spells are not tuned as such and lead to a lot of spiky healing. Think like Aatrox when he lands an ability on three people and his health bar goes from almost empty to completely full. That's, that's not fun for anybody except for the Aatrox. Uh, next ability haste fighters usually need higher haste levels to function as squishy melees in big team fights however when their cds are too low it can close their windows of counterplay too quickly we're slightly lowering haste as a generic stat this leads to the next trend of death's dance and mall of malmordius being less all-in-one items with ravenous shojin being two new viable items there's less pressure on critical second items to do everything this has the added effect of becoming online for team fights at three items instead of two. There's also the very real problem that lowering haste and sustain means an increase in damage. After 12-1, we are acutely aware of this. Uh, that was... I don't remember which patch 12-1 was. Was that when fighters just like skyrocketed to being basically a bruiser meta? Probably, yeah. Um, this does move the needle, but we think specifically slowing down Omnivamp, Snowballing, and Quick Spikes is a good direction. And finally, for follow-up, not every fighter is powerful or even viable right now. Some rely on powerful items to function in 2023. We will be looking to follow-up for any fighters that are weak or losing patterns with lower haste and sustain. Examples, J4 and Pantheon. So basically, it seems like they're trying to shake up which fighters are played most often by kind of changing the way that the fighter role plays. You're not going to see somebody like, I, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but at any point during the game, a top laner that has zero items goes and fights the 80 carry with two items and the 80 carry dies. I feel like they're pushing that further back. Oh, I mean, that can still definitely happen. Oh, I'm sure it can. I mean, and, and should, to be fair. Uh, I, I think it just, I think it hurts them later on than it does earlier on. Earlier on, it like probably doesn't matter that much. I think the Omnivamp change is massive. I think that's that's so big for a lot of these champions on like how tanky they are to fight against. Right. Like, it, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a nerf to the class. I think the class is definitely not going to be anywhere near what it is right now with these. But yeah, I think there's still, I think there's especially, yeah, especially the Omnivamp one. But I still think they'll, I still think that they will have like after like a balance patch or two that that they'll just do a lot of damage. Is <laughs> probably what they'll probably do more. Like they said. Yeah. An example of what they're talking about is like Ravenous Hydra at, right now gives 10% Omnivamp. That's being converted to 10% Lifesteal. Yeah. yeah, you would heal off the cleave. That's it's kind of like, it's just, it was redundant. I think That's Omnivamp not is changing, a stat. actually. Oh, really? Cleave, oh, they're they're going to make it cleave damage also triggers Lifesteal. Oh, well, at least it's not cleave on top of like, it's just like was one extra thing, right? Yeah, I think it's just when you're cleaving with auto attacks. Auto, or I whatever it procs at a minute. Oh, True. That's a good point. Because Ravenous Hydra procs abilities too. Yeah. yeah. So like if it's if it's lifesteal and not omnivamp, they're not gonna get lifesteal from or they're not gonna get health back from the ability cleave, just the auto attack cleave is how I read it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. 
Um, so there's just a bunch of changes like that, like with Mob Memory and Death Dance, where they're they're taking out some of the ability haste and changing Omni Vamp to Life Steal. So it's going to feel different to play fighters when this patch comes out. However, oh, much you'll feel squishier. Yeah, and you'll definitely feel kited more. Like I think I think ADC is like legit have a fighting chance. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if you're having ADC solo against the top laner, I mean, it's going to be a bad time no matter what. Yeah, that's true. But that leads into the next thing that I was going to say, and that is. You know, Freak joins the balance team and immediately starts working on buffing ADC just so he can climb easier. <laughs> and it's mana too. And it's mana. Like every <laughs> ADC's mana pool is being increased. Freak, and they're, they're making no a couple mana. of changes. Uh, it's it's too good. Logan, have you read the AD carry changes? We we talked about them like yeah. for a second. Do you think it's going to make a viable difference? Yes. Uh, like, how important is that? Just having more mana as an AD carry. Uh, more mana is pretty big um, for a good chunk of the eighty carries. Some okay. is some. It, I don't. I think some of them were okay, but already. But uh, for the majority, I say it's pretty big. Um, I think that the important thing to remember or to consider with the eighty carry changes is that. Well, I guess now that I've looked at them, um, there's the there is a damage buff on. Um, what do you call it? Lord Dom's and on Mortal Reminder, I think it was. Yeah, They're Mortal changing um, the attack oof. speed one to just like uh, 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 armor pen, right? Is that what it is? Lord Dom's. I thought they were giving it more. Oh, Lord damage. Dom's is getting like 580 on it. Yeah. Um, I can't I'll try to find the thing that I'm getting. talking about. I thought I just had it up, but I lost it on Twitter. Um. Anyway. Uh, but the, like all in all, it's not like I, I, what I like is that they're not just giving like every damage item 580 to mm-hmm. give 80 carries like an extra 25 to 30 overall damage because I think that their late yeah. game damage is is fine already. Oh, OP. Um, yeah, so I like that they're that they're just shifting when the power um, power spike happens. It's so how the shift feels most of all. Yeah, so that's nice. Um, so I think I'm not ADC's really sure gonna... like. Go ahead. Sorry. I think I think ADC is like at least whenever I play, it just feels like during like the mid game. At some point, you're just like gated by mana, and it's like let me like still cast my stuff, please. Yeah, my, there's... my mage is my mage is sitting on you know fifteen hundred mana or whatever, just like spam yeah. casting everything, and I like cast like two E's as Ezreal and I'm Oom. Um. Like, well, so you're I... like. It's more like with uh, Caitlyn, I think is a big one, and I know a lot of people have yes, mentioned Caitlyn, yeah. but it's like, oh, we're at a dragon fight. Let me set down my four traps. Okay, here comes the enemy bruiser. I'm gonna EQ like auto like to get away from him, and I have a quarter mana left. It's like yeah, awesome, yeah. and I'm gonna use a hundred of it to use my ulti. So it's like that's why I should be able to do more yeah. combos in a team fight than one. Like I think I think the position is just gonna just by that alone will make it feel so much better to play throughout the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I. I haven't really had time to think about what AD carries are affected the most by this. Ezreal. Um, like, who's going to feel the best with stuff like this? Uh, I mean, Ezreal always feels the best with anything a, that ever changes in on, on a patch note. It's, but It's more right. mana, right? So it's... it's. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking bu- about... I was buff. talking about um, putting crit, putting Infinity Edge on second item. That, that was going to be my, the next thing that I mentioned is Infinity Edge and Navari Quick Blades now, oh, yeah. in order to activate, only require 40% crit chance instead of 60. Oh, yeah. yeah that's so, also massive. I forgot about that. 
I mean, that's what I was talking about half the time when I was talking about like their power spike being yeah. earlier. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just haven't mentioned that part yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my head, I was like, "Wait, you were geeking out like that about the mana? I mean, I'm happy I mean, about the mana, mana too, man. But I was also talking about. I, the, I, I am more psyched about the mana personally. Though. Um, I personally still yeah, am more psyched. I, about the I'm mana. not sure what what AD carries are going to get affected the most by this change. Um, like, I guess technically it is all of them, but I, there's definitely going to be some winners in this. Um, low key excited about Jin. I'm going to see what happens with Jin. That could be a mid game champion that gets to be mid game faster. That could be interesting. Well, yeah, that one. he does benefit from the mana Gilf. a lot more than some and, other ones, and the and crit, the crit earlier is so and good. And the crit, so so like anybody with an auto crit, crit, anybody with an auto crit loves that they can get infinity edge second now. Yeah, yeah Dra- Draven's also uh, a good one. Instead of going um, big on Kayla, bloodthirster shield bow like one two or shield bow bloodthirster one two. Now if you go shield bow infinity edge one two, yeah. that could be pretty ridiculous actually for Draven. So. Yeah, Tristana too would be a pretty big one. Yeah, because I think uh, Gale Force is the highest. Isn't it the highest AD out of the three? No, I think it's um, the oh, one that it and Kraken the are the third. same. I I think Kraken has yeah. five more AD. Really? I thought it was just more attack speed. I think somebody's gonna have to fact check me on that. Um, item sets not in the game anymore. What the fuck? I was gonna go to well, item should sets. Be. Uh, by the way, what I was talking about earlier was mortal okay. reminder. Uh, it. Used to be Executioner's Calling and Zeal. Now it's Executioner's Calling, Last oh, Whisper, and Cloak of Agility. It no longer gives 20% attack speed. It gives 30 arm, 30% armor pen. So you don't have the attack speed mortal reminder anymore. Uh, see, I'm learning so much stuff today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kraken's 65. Yeah. Gale Force is 60. Really? Oh, never mind. And Shimbo is 50. So yep. I Kraken Slayer people. I mean, I mean, that's still good. That's I mean, what I was saying. Tristana, IVD, I mean, but the, but Caitlyn right. with Gale Force into into crit with a headshot is gonna three force someone. Yeah, probably. I I th- I think any of the eighty carries that want to be like chunky, they want to feel like they hit really hard early, are going to really like this. And those late game scaling ones that don't mind if they're a little bit weak, kind of in the mid game, gonna go away a little bit. Could be. I mean, they, I don't think they hate it either, though. Probably like, not. Is, I think as a, as a whole, for, this is this just massive changes for, for AD carries. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It, it definitely raises the bar, like the, the agency every ADC has. But even like 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 Jinx now, getting that increased crit, like that, like one item early. Because that's, like that's her item for turning on. Yeah. The AoE crit. So I, I think I think uh, you can apply the logic to both. I think there's some some champions that'll abuse it super good early, and some champions where it's like they're just strong enough that it smooths out the curve a little bit better uh, because of it too. Yeah, it seems right. There's a whole list of other changes for thirteen two that are going to come out. We don't really have time to go through patch notes right now because um, we already are at fifty one minutes, and we tend to take like twenty minutes on patch notes. <laughs> yes, we do. But what you should take week. from all of this is AD carries are going to feel not as bad to play. That's really the 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 big one. And a lot um, of the stuff that ADCs hate are getting nerfed. Next yes. Patch and the patch after with the fighter one. Yes. Is AD carry the least played role? Like, are you most likely to autofill the AD carry? Dude, I bet you it fluctuates. I I believe that the last time Reddit checked, it was AD carry. Because it was that jungle, and then oppose. they made the jungle super fucking easy. Yeah, I believe the jungle actually went up, like, I, I think it's top and 80 carry or the bottom two right now. Yeah. 
That hmm. feels right. And you're an 80 carry man. And what did you say about playing top lane last week? What's that? You're an 80 carry man. Yeah. What did you say about playing top lane last week? It sucks. It sucks. It's, not fun. it's boring. No, it's not that it's boring. It. I just fucking hate it. This is. I th- I think you said it was boring. Maybe I did. I don't mean that anymore. It's just not fun. <laughs> it's just I mean, a pain. Your, your lanes, your lanes were action packed. I don't know how you it's could find the, them boring if you said that. Yeah, dying that many times, so action packed. It's just so like <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. It's just not for me. Is all. Yeah. You know, the the only way it's for me is if I played the same like three champions and ban LeBlanc. So. <laughs> which i can't ban the block i have to ban yumi so it just doesn't work that's for me you the know? best part of it oh but they fixed that they they nerfed yumi so much so she's not immediate pick oh the <laughs> lec picked yumi immediately upon They're nerfing playing. her again though oh no <laughs> is, i just uh, wait, when's the rework for her coming out when's that scheduled when is what coming out the re- yumi rework or did they already do oh, that? Oh, who knows? It's weeks away. She's a she's a forty five percent win rate champion. What's Rise's win rate? And <laughs> they're nerfing her again. Rise is a fucking winner. Is he now? Oh, for sure. It went up like nine percent in the patch. That means he's or getting nerfed harder than anybody you can possibly imagine. Because as long as Faker exists, Rise is not allowed to have more than a forty percent win rate. Where's this guy? Ry. Um, that's kind of all that I've got, uh, for this week, other than dealing with like question of the week. Oh, I do have a, an extra piece of kind of league of legends news while Coobs looks this up, um, Uh, on Monday, what is it? 50%. 50% win rate. Yeah. He's getting the hammer pretty quick. Uh, on Monday, PC gamer posted an article that stated that South Korea's game rating agency leaked a new spinoff League of Legends game called Mage Seeker, which appears to be an action-adventure game where you play as Silas as he's trying to save the city of Demacia. Uh, the article would go on to explain how, you know, he he's technically a mage, but they the city of Demacia hires him to hunt down other mages in the city, and when he realizes the city isn't what he's after... He goes up to the Freljord to muster strength to go and save the city of Demacia. I'm assuming this is going to be another one of those $30 retail games, like the uh, the Misfortune one, or what was it? Shadow? What was the one that you Ruin King King? one? Ruin King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be on on those lines. But I'm it. It's that's an interesting concept. I'm I'm excited for this, and I'm excited for the general notion that we're going to see these storylines that we just know as lore being fleshed out into their own little projects. I love this. Yeah, big Chain Daddy fan, so yeah. he'll be playing. Now, they've since removed that posting, but I think it's safe to say that something along those lines is happening because You're I don't think anyone would it. just go ahead and say, oh yeah, this is a thing. I, this is a game that I thought of that I'd like to be a thing. Like, I don't think leaked, that now they're like, scrap it. Which is not outside the <laughs> realm of possibility. <laughs> would be a um, Did... Either or both of you remember to come up with a kit for the backpack champion. I know Logan gave his answer, which was short and sweet. Um, did you flesh that out at all about uh, what the, the kit for the new Door the Explorer on Fire champion would be? He does fire damage and it does burn damage, but every time he burns, like does a tick of burn damage, it heals your closest ally. 
Is that literally what it is, or is that your guess? Um, I believe there's something to it that one of his abilities like heals as he damages things. But this is like the support. This is the support champion. Guy. Yeah, it's an enchanter. Yeah, yeah. It's a male enchanter uh, that's focused on like healing. So, um, and yeah. it, and he and he uses fire is the thing that people know. So my guess is that he has something with burn damage that also heals. So like the way it won't be busted is that he won't have burst healing. He'll have overtime healing right that will be tied to burn damage so we'll see sure how similar i i just when i was thinking of this i was just like i just i just feel like it's gonna play so similar to brand somehow it's gonna be some like that's the part i'm a little worried about it's gonna be some combo based support that doesn't yeah like you said it doesn't do as much burn like brand does but but we'll either generate i was thinking like generate shield or something what if he just has like a a big aoe circle around him and when he presses like w he ignites everything in that circle and like for just a little bit of damage on each target, was, but a little bit yeah. on each adds all together for you know a lot you're of You're making a new Sona, right? That's I was thinking right I was thinking like Phoenix from Valorant. Sure. Where like like the, yeah. especially like the wall ability where he can like drag his cursor and he like creates like a wall that like yeah. will heal allies going through it and but like damaging enemies. Right. Yeah. Or like lays a little, you know, lays a, a Nivea or like a Melzahar circle on the ground and just like Anything standing in that circle yeah, takes yeah. burn damage and heals your closest ally. Like yeah, Nasus E. Yeah, like Nasus E. But like with support. Sure. Would you guys cool. like to hear how in depth I got with this? Yeah, I'm sure. guessing, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing so, very. So I'm not the person that came up with the term Door of the Explorer on Fire, but boy, did I run with that. Uh, I went through and put all of the abilities in. I'm, I'm literally like th- assuming this champion is Door of the Explorer. Uh, so the passive. Uh, part of it is uh, she doesn't have a mini map because fire burns maps. Uh, so you can't actually see the mini map. Uh, that's not a real one. I just thought it was funny. Um, you also don't actually press your abilities. You just have to say the name of the ability into your microphone. Like if you're watching Dora and she says, say backpack, you have to say backpack. Uh, which leads me into her cue, which is called backpack. Uh, Dora pulls some spicy candy out of her backpack and throws it in a straight line skill shot that sets enemies on fire for burn damage. If the ability is empowered, it pops for AoE damage on contact, which also applies the burn. Burn damage ticks empower her E. Okay, we'll just move to the E because these two synergize. So her E is bandage. Place a burning bandage on an ally to heal a target. If it's empowered, uh, my initial run of this was calling this cauterize because that's what fire does to injuries, but Dora doesn't cauterize shit. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, So bandage would spread to nearby allies, and the healing empowers the Q. Thinking like, okay, if it heals over time, ticks of the heal give you a stacking number on the Q, and once you reach a certain threshold, then you have an empowered Q. And then back and forth, so that the Q does damage, and it ticks up. So then when you heal somebody, if you've got 50 stacks or whatever it is, the heal spreads out. You know how Brand's E, if they're already ignited, spreads out? Same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, her W I called Cousin Diego she calls in Cousin Diego to explore an area of the map Diego wanders around granting vision until killed think Kindred W but you just put it in a spot and he goes wherever the fuck he feels like Um, and then the alt is swiper no swiping because that should be the most iconic thing that Dora does Dora fends off swiper yet again making her feel empowered her next Q or E cast is empowered without needing to use stacks of the empowerment and that's going to be a, kind of a shorter quote on like LeBlanc alt. And I feel like this is a fun champ to play. Uh, you know, if we don't God. take the passive seriously. Uh, somewhere Riot is rubbing their nipples 
moaning, saying, 50% win rate, oh my god. <laughs> I Somewhere. Listen, I'm happy about this. I feel like this <laughs> champ would be really fun to play. Because I was thinking, like, Kindred W feels like you're playing Alex Straza in uh, Heroes of the Storm a little bit. You know, yeah. doing the little burn damage with the Q and it charges up the heal. I like this. Yeah, I just want to copy paste so many Heroes of the Storm champions over. They generally had pretty good design. Super uh, good. Yeah. I think you, there was I think that there's a lot of good creative designs. Yes. Uh unfortunately that's a dead game. Um womp you womp. still play it. They just they're not updating it and you can't play it competitively. Yeah, it went even it went into even more maintenance mode than it was before. Yeah. Uh, do either of you want to make any changes to your preseason predictions of where teams are going to end up, or are we going to lock those in? Are you actually letting us do that? If you'd like. Because I kind of thought today I wanted to change one thing. Sure. I mean, I don't have what my picks were in front of me. I'm going to leave mine, but if anybody wants to change it, now's the time. Let me double check quick. Okay. Uh, right here, so I can just... While you're doing that, I'll just introduce next week's question of the week is uh, predict or who do you think is going to be the MVP of week one of the LCS is going to be our question of the week next week, which is convenient because that'll come out right before the LCS starts. So we'll get an answer to that almost immediately. I am going to switch CLG and Team Liquid. Okay. I have CLG fourth and Team Liquid fifth, and I'm going to make CLG five and Team Liquid four. Okay. Is there any particular reason or just kind of a feeling you've got? I just thought about it today, and that's what came up in my head. Okay. I was like, you know what? That was kind of crazy. I'm going to switch that. Does that change our <laughs> aggregate predictions? They were tied, and I don't think they are anymore. Um, I'm double-checking real quick. 13. Okay. Yeah. So Team Liquid is our fourth, or our actual fifth place now, and CLG is our actual sixth. It instead almost of both feels, being tied for fifth. It almost feels sacrilegious to not have liquid at fourth uh hashtag curse curse yeah no i hear you but here we are there's just that many teams that are better than uh coops do you want to change any no we're leaving it hell yeah dude oh wait a minute i'll wait hold on holding eg and team liquid are tied at fourth now (laughs) oh math wow so they're right where they belong. Yep. They're right where they belong. They went from tied for fifth to tied for fourth. There we go. I, you know what? I approve of your change. I approve of your... That was a good change you made. That was good. That feels more complete now. That's going to do it for us this week. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Tell a friend about the show if you're feeling sexy. You can rate the show uh, however many stars you want to feel like. Don't let logan start listing numbers just do you um for hours 17 yeah he didn't actually stop counting until we were done uh like three hours later so uh we'll see you guys next week with the last episode before the lcs starts look forward to uh going over that stuff and until then we will talk to you guys soon peace